The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. In order to thrive in today's competitive business market, you need to constantly adapt to change. In other words, reinvent yourself and your company. Welcome to Business Reinvention with host Nancy Lynn. This hour will have you listening to and thinking like the successful business leaders of today. Now, here is your host, Nancy Lynn. Hi, I'm Nancy Lynn. Welcome to Business Reinvention. Every week, we bring you thought-provoking ideas from a different industry so that you can connect the dots and stay innovative and competitive. Today, we're going to discuss a good mix of topics, including marketing trends, medical innovation, and much more. A lot um, has changed in marketing, as you probably already know. Um, 20 years ago, I would have said that uh, TV commercial was one of the best ways to reach consumers. Then Google came along and created uh, search marketing. And a few years ago, Facebook and Twitter added social media to marketers' playbook, um, but the evolution didn't just stop there. Now, there is talk about DNA or genetics-based marketing. Um, and I have to say that it sounded a little bit creepy when I first heard of it. Um, but then again, talking to strangers online was a crazy idea not too long ago, and now everyone is doing it. So we might be surprised again by how quickly people adopt to new technology. Um, so the question is, is the future here already? And how should we make of this idea as a marketer and uh, as a consumer? Well, let's get some perspective from our guest today. Paul Sarana is the founder and CEO of Minome, a provider of genetic data management, storage, and brokerage solutions. Hello, Paul. Welcome to the show. Hey, hello, Nancy. Thanks for having me. Welcome. Um, so definitely you have a very fascinating idea, which we're going to get into more detail in just a few minutes. Um, but first of all, I wanted to say that I'm seeing a lot of um, new biometric technologies being developed right now. Um, most companies use biometrics for security products. When did it occur to you to put it in a kind of slightly different context? Yeah, that's a great question. I think the idea was really an extension on what I already was doing uh, from a function of my marketing and advertising background uh, and leveraging data from social networks uh, to uh, to find behaviors and preferences in, in consumers on a day-to-day basis. So the Facebooks and the Twitters and the LinkedIns of the world provide a, a, a great repository of, of behaviors that have to be kind of teased out using, uh, using different tactics. Uh, and, and that's what we were doing. And it, it, it dawned upon me with uh, my partner uh, at th- that I met at the time uh, who was in genetics uh, that, uh, wow, 
are they doing that in genetics today? Is, is, can we extract behaviors and preferences out of this data as well? And how do we do that from an ethical and moral standpoint? Mm, definitely a very interesting idea. Um, so let's talk about the marketing aspect of it first. Um, why do you think is the current um, behavioral marketing not good enough? Well, I, I think that it's... It, it has its place, and I think that they're doing a fairly good job at it today. What it does is it gives you a little tiny snapshot of that individual. And coming from a digital uh, marketing background and working with personal data sets today, uh, a lot of it is, is, is generated based upon a, a presumption that, uh, for example, uh, let's just take uh, Facebook where uh, your friend's uh, like something, therefore you like that. You may like that thing as well, and that's not always the case. That is, that that may be the case occasionally, but it's not always the case. Uh, or the 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 people that I follow on Twitter influence me as uh, into making decisions. Again, that's it. It can some of the time, but it doesn't all the time. The interesting thing about genetics uh, is that. Uh, it is a static data set. Uh, it it doesn't change over time, and it, it is a snapshot into you that is, is will always be the same. And uh, so that was make that that's what makes that data set very interesting. Mm. So one of the drivers for DNA marketing is um, the decline of the cost um, of DNA sequencing. What is driving down the cost right now? Oh, there's a couple different things that are driving down the cost. Uh, in in with everything, it's it's uh, it comes down to processing power and storage as well. So uh, with Moore's law, uh, you've seen the the cost of processing power uh, decrease and the power increase exponentially, along with storage capacity and uh, with the availability of of cloud computing at such a cheap price. You're getting uh, not only the 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 cost of the sequencing materials, but also the analysis, which is a very costly portion of of sequencing, is also coming down. Mm. But but even if um, DNA sequencing is getting cheaper, I would think a lot still needs to be done to understand the tendencies and preferences that you mentioned for different genomes. Um, so are we a long way off from DNA marketing? Well, let's let's put it into a better context. Uh, could we could we uh, derive preferences from genetics today? And the answer is absolutely yes. Uh, we can do that today. Uh, can we get the entire population of the United States sequenced tomorrow? And the answer to that would be not without uh, a lot of money. So, so the. The outlook on the prospect of, of the costs dropping to a point where it's available for everyone at a nearly free or affordable price uh, would be within the next two to three years. Hmm. So are, are you saying that technologies are there? It's just a matter of uh, getting that work done and the work is humongous. Is that kind of where we are right now? Yeah, with every, with every technology adoption, it, you know, it, there's there are challenges Um and the hurdles uh, to sequencing still kind of involve, you know, from from a customer standpoint or, or from 
people that want to be sequenced uh, is to, to generate a, a value proposition that makes sense and, and motivates people to actually do it. Mm. So right now, where would marketers get your DNA? How accessible is it? Right now, it's not very accessible. Uh, there, uh, most of the sequences are uh, in medical institutions uh, that are using them for research uh, purposes uh, and samples such as that. There are a few direct-to-consumer genetics companies around that offer uh, low-cost uh, genotyping services. And uh, but the, the volume is in isn't in in any large uh, there isn't a large database sitting around. Okay, so there are some data available, um, but I mean, I guess when, from the legal standpoint, um, are they even allowed to share that with um, marketers if they are interested in? Uh, it, it depends on, on the service. Now, um, there are different consent models uh, that are available. And uh, the data is protected, obviously, under uh, HIPAA uh, in some respects. So, so there are uh, some some protections provided upon that data. Uh, we think that uh, this is uh, everybody should own their own data and have have complete access to their own data. Be com- is complete transparency uh, how that data is being used. So, what we're looking at is is an opt-in model and a consent model uh, that allows people to have more granular control over how their data is used and and see that value from it. Mm. So are there marketers that are already, already tapping into DNA information? And if so, what are they doing with it? To my knowledge, uh, there are, are no uh, actual uh, marketers that are leveraging genetics uh, today. Mm. Okay, so we're really kind of very early on um, in this big revolution. Correct. Mm. So do you foresee somewhere down the line that marketers being using genetics-based marketing beyond just medical fields? I think, you know, right now, I think first thing that comes to people's mind is like, okay, based on your DNA, I could tell which disease you might be more likely to have and I can market certain medicine to you. Um, do you see that going beyond that? Oh, absolutely, and, and and just here's a really good uh, a really good example of of a lifestyle usage. Um, what we found is that uh, people that have a genetic predisposition to let's just say, for example, um, uh, gluten sensitivity, so they may be uh, uh, have have problems with gluten in their diet. Uh, I've seen studies that up to 99% of people that are gluten sensitive don't know that they're that they have a problem with gluten. Now, with uh, with a with a genetic uh, test, you would be able to have that information available to you. Now, how can I plug that into the rest of my lifestyle? For example, um, could I uh, have a customized recipes off a recipe website uh, and substitute in gluten gluten free alternatives or it it can show me on a map the restaurants that have gluten gluten free menu items. Therefore, I have a better idea of 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 what restaurants to go to, or even what products to buy uh, when I go grocery shopping. 
Mm, okay, so I'm going to try to get a better sense of how big this challenge is um, right now in terms of like the barriers to get this idea to become a mainstream practice. Um, so you mentioned earlier, you know, one of the challenges is to get people's um, DNA sequencing uh, available, right, get it done. Um, but uh, the other thing is um, all this um, connection in terms of the type of trades and and uh, preferences that you would have and uh, like for example you just mentioned you know somebody who may be intolerant to gluten um i mean how much information do we have in terms of that like in, in terms of preferences and trades and diseases or you know behaviors type of information um does that also require a lot of work or is a lot of thing already available there there are definitely uh, a, a lot of uh studies that exist today that have have worked off of kind of lower sample size studies that that uh, have really shown uh, an opportunity for finding these traits. So there there is statistically significant um, studies that show these behaviors or traits uh, as they relate to to, to the, the individual's genomic information. Now. Um, there, I can't necessarily put a number on it. I've heard as high as 2,500 traits available uh, from a health perspective, and that's really, from what I've been told, the tip of the iceberg in terms of, of, of overall traits that would be available that uh, would be genetic and also looking at the environmental data uh, from an impact on, on, on that behavior. Mm, very interesting. Well, we have so much more to talk about, but first, let's take a quick break. Um, I also wanted to remind you that some of the podcasts from this program are now available for sale, and your contribution will help support the continued production of thought-provoking discussion like the one we're having today. So please go to bizreinvention.com to make a contribution, and we thank you for your support. We'll continue with the conversation after these messages. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. In today's marketplace, your ability to open up the way you think and adapt to change allows your business to stay ahead of curve and perform at a higher level. At Change Agent SF, we can provide you with the tools and coaching to become an effective leader to grow your business. Contact us today at 415-322-9073 or email Nancy Lind at info at changeagentsf.com for more information. Transform your leadership and business with Change Agent SF. Did you ever stop to think that financial health can be a lot like physical health? The financial physician, Luce Katigna, has helped people on the radio for nearly 15 years. And now he's part of the Voice America Business Channel. By using medical analogies to discuss financial solutions, Lou actually makes the process easier to understand and will help you chart your own financial fitness. Tune in to The Financial Physician, live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time, and on demand anytime on the Voice America Business Channel. Are you a business innovator or are you just sitting on the sidelines? 
Tune in every week for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Host Bonnie D. Graham talks to a cross-section of the movers and shakers who are leading by example. They will share best practices and innovative ideas to keep you thinking and moving along with the best. Join us for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP, Wednesday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Business Reinvention with Nancy Lynn. To join in on this week's discussion, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Now, back to Business Reinvention. Hi, welcome back. We are talking about DNA marketing with Paul Saranam. Um, Paul, um, I know you presented um, your business idea at uh, South by Southwest. And I'm curious what kind of response you got from the marketers. Yeah, and I, I think the good point at South by Southwest is that there are a lot, a lot of really innovative, forward-looking things being presented. So the reaction is usually very positive for anybody that's looking to uh, try to help shape the future. So I, I think the general feedback was, was very positive uh, in terms of, of the direction that we were going. So now let's talk a little bit more about your business model. Um, where are you in terms of your product and business development? Right. So, so we are pre-revenue right now. We are, are we're finishing up uh, our beta platform. And the beta platform will allow uh, any individual that has already uh, had their genotype uh, sequenced to upload their data uh, into our platform. It will provide – they can merge it with uh, – for example, their Facebook or Twitter account. What that will do will provide our system uh, more environmental uh, uh, data to merge with their genetic data traits for us to come up with better recommendations uh, around about 30, uh, 30 or so traits that we're working on uh, to start with. And uh, a good example would be um, uh, male pattern baldness. So, uh, so for example, uh, if if you are uh, a younger male, potentially uh, early, uh, in your early 20s, and you've heard that maybe you think that there's male pattern baldness in your family, but you're not 100% sure, you can upload your, your, your data into our system, and it will identify whether you carry that trait and look for environmental factors that may, uh, may uh, be a factor within male pattern baldness, and it will provide uh, recommendations for products or services that would be beneficial f- for helping prevent male pattern baldness or, or at least um, in terms of long-term care, what, we, what you can do. Mm. So one um, piece of your business model is that um, you're giving the power um, to consumers so that they have more control over who gets their information. Um, but what would keep marketers from getting consumers' personal information from elsewhere? Right. So uh, from, from elsewhere or within our system? Uh, from elsewhere. Uh, yeah, from elsewhere, I, I think there's, you know... Because I, I assume if they go to you, they have to pay a fee, right? Um, so I'm just trying to see how do you make your product solution very unique. Right. So right now, uh, our, our, our unique 
proposition from a from from a member standpoint is that we're the only only company providing a recommendation system for your genetic information that you've already attained. Uh, we are looking at the feasibility of providing free genomic sequencing for 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 everybody uh, that uh, we think from our business model would definitely work very well. So we're trying to lower the barrier to entry for our members uh, and and get uh, get immediate value from their genetic data. From a customer standpoint, uh, these are these are the institutions and entities that would see value in uh, being able to have a better idea of who you who you are and what your preferences are. Uh, your your personal information is never transferred over to them. Uh, your from our customers would log into an interface that's much like uh, Google AdWords or Facebook ads and uh, look for specific traits that are are interesting to their uh, that would match their uh, product or solution or or service and it would that would allow them to put an offer uh, or recommendation into into the platform. Uh, that we would pre-vet and make sure that it would match with our our, our, our members' best interests. Mm, is that what you mean by recommendation? Is that what right. they get out of it for consumers? Um, yes. Okay, so I'm curious. So I, I understand you're at very early stage um, of this particular product development idea. Um, what kind of level of willingness you're seeing in consumers in turning over their um, DNA information? So in terms of in terms of interest, I think it's it's very early uh, uh, it's very early for them to understand what can be what it can be used for. Uh, so we don't see really a lot of uh, negative neg- negativity around it. I think it's really uh, the focus uh, that we're trying to do is provide a safe uh, and transparent platform uh, that allows people to get value out of their data. Uh, that they weren't getting before, mm. and and to provide a level of anonymity uh, that that you would get in in similar types of platforms for for health centric data. Mm. Okay, and if I understand this correctly, in addition to all that great scientific information that consumers can get back, they also can charge a fee at some point um, to the marketers who want to use that information for marketing purposes, right? Um, yeah. We're exploring. Uh, we're exploring the option of uh, allowing our members to uh, set designated prices. Uh, that's something that we're looking into for part of our business model. Uh, we're also looking. Uh, I believe what we'll be going with in terms of uh, uh, our revenue uh, in, in business model is, is is more on a supply and demand. So certain traits we're trying to to see whether they're more valuable than others based upon demand. Mm, very interesting. So it's kind of a combination of um, kind of getting consumers, um, uh, I guess, the pricing preference, and then weigh that with popularity or demand that they, that that there is for their particular information. Correct. Okay, <laughs> I'm really trying to understand the algorithm here because <laughs> you have a very fascinating business model. Um, and you, like you said, you're also working to combine DNA information with the environmental 
data, which is really fascinating. Um, and I, I'm sure we'll get more refined and uh, actionable information for marketers. Um, so what is the biggest challenge that you face when you try to do that? Yeah, so again, I think the biggest challenge isn't necessarily the technology, isn't necess- necessarily the um, uh, the the uh, any type of regulations around around the handling of the information. Is it's really to get people interested and and, and wanting to to participate, and and that's really the biggest challenge for for, for most startups. Right. Um. So, who do you partner with right now, and uh, what are some of the new partners you would love to have um, going forward? Yeah. So we have several different partners uh, today, um, all of which we're under uh, an NDA with. Uh, so I, I can't mention any names, but you know we're looking at um, you know a variety of of, of industries that we think um, would would be good fits. Um, everything from retail to health and wellness. Uh, and and all of the above, I think there there is a grand opportunity to provide recommendations and also a true level of customization and personalization that we have never seen before. Mm, fascinating. Um, so I know you have a lot of digital marketing experience. So um, I wanted to also get your insight in terms of kind of looking at marketing as a whole, um, some of the changes that we have gone through. Um, where do you think marketers struggle the most right now? I, I think marketers struggle the most uh, with, um, in my estimation, would be uh, trying to uh, get attention, right? There's a, a variety of techniques and tactics and strategies to get uh, the attention of potential customers and there's just so much messaging out there and it's really hard to stand out and be unique without uh, being uh, extremely loud there's there's many mediums to choose from and 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 right now i think it's they're, they're finding difficulty in fi- finding the right mix uh uh from that perspective to really get uh, in touch and 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 really communicate with that that potential customer. Yeah, uh, that's really so true. Um so what advice would you give them because I think one of the challenges they have like you said is like marketers probably feel like they've been pulled so many different directions um having to look at social media, search marketing, content marketing, mobile marketing on top of traditional marketing like direct mail, print ad, TV commercials, right? So how would um, DNA marketing fit into this chaotic picture that we already have uh, and we already face? Um, How do you get a grasp of the right allocation and integration? Well, you know, I think the old adage that uh, I was taught uh, early on was that, you know, the client says, you know, you know, I know that half of my half of my budget is working. I just didn't know which half uh, that is. <laughs> right. So you're seeing you're seeing that th- there are more sophisticated tracking and analytics uh, packages coming out every single day across all the, the uh, platforms that you just spoke about. What this provides is a way to s- safely, securely, uh, in an anonymous way. Really understand your 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 potential customers better from a biological standpoint, where there's a bias that is already existent, and you're providing the person uh, at the right time because of that reason the right services, uh, so you don't have to 
really waste your money on um, contacting people that uh, and offering people products and services that they don't want nor do they need. Mm, that would be a great um, uh, situation to be in when we finally get there. Uh, so what would you say is a new mindset that marketers need to have to be successful in this new environment? I think it's always about experimenting and trying new things and, and, and really uh, embracing the idea that you're, you're probably going to make a lot of mistakes and that's okay, uh, but but learning from those mistakes quickly and, and really uh, embracing a lot of the new technology that's coming out and finding a really good fit for that. Sometimes you'll find a really good fit, sometimes you won't. But you're seeing some of these old models breaking down in ways that uh, they, they, they're just not sustainable anymore. Mm. Um, whether it's Super Bowl commercials or, or, or any of the other traditional, you know, means with which they worked year in and year out no longer have the same impact per se that they did, you know, 10, 15 years ago. So uh, is keeping on top of, of what's new and and being able to uh, have the ability to to make those uh to to take those calculated risks and, and try new things out mm, willingness to fail is almost what you were saying which can be very scary for marketers but i think it's it's so true um such a good point um, in terms of um, experimenting with different um uh, solutions um well it looks like it's time for another break for more information about business innovation follow me on twitter at bizreinvention or go to bizreinvention.com for podcasts from the previous episodes. We will be back in two minutes. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. In today's marketplace, your ability to open up the way you think and adapt to change allows your business to stay ahead of curve and perform at a higher level. At Change Agent SF, we can provide you with the tools and coaching to become an effective leader to grow your business. Contact us today at 415-322-9073 or email nancylind at info at changeagentsf.com for more information. Transform your leadership and business with Change Agent SF. If you want to know about investing in emerging and frontier markets, or if you have experience in this field but still need to know more, tune in to Emerging and Frontier Markets Investing with Gavin Graham. Gavin explores news, current trends, and insights about both categories of investing. His guest experts, along with his own knowledge, will help you stay above the line when it comes to growth potential, whether in funds or equities. He will look at what to invest in and avoid. Tune in to Emerging and Frontier Markets Investing with Gavin Graham every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Are you feeling slammed and suckered in today's stock market? If so, then you need to tune in to Profitable Investing with Jordan Kimmel. Every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, Jordan Kimmel will train you in what you can do to beat up the big boys on Wall Street, as well as share his secrets to success so that you can buy and sell like a profit-pumping pro. 
Grab the bull market by the horns and listen to Profitable Investing with Jordan Kimmel every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time right here on the bottom line of business talk, Voice America Business. Up-to-date business and financial news. Call now and get the financial information you need. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. The experts are here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Business Reinvention with Nancy Lynn. To join in on this week's discussion, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Now, back to Business Reinvention. Okay, Paul, so during the break, um, I was just starting to ask you about your experience with the current company. And obviously, you have a very innovative idea, so innovative that you have so much work to do and then so many components and challenges that you're going to have to overcome. I mean... I mean, what I can think of is, um, you know, for example, um, you know, you wanted to increase the sample size, the population, um, you know, participating in the DNA sequencing. And because you're really uh, ahead in this game, um, I will assume that you need to have very patient investors as well and then also a lot of partners. So how do you go about addressing these different um, challenges? Why don't we go one by one? Um, first, um, talking about getting people to feel comfortable and participate in DNA sequencing. What are you doing about that right now? Um, I know you mentioned earlier about, you know, um, giving them incentive in terms of providing recommendation. Um, but how are you getting the words out right now? Right, right. So so in order for us to really at least get moving a little bit faster, what what we've done is we're partnering with a couple different institution, medical institutions uh, for that have already uh, that can provide us opted in consented access to to, to uh, members that have already had their genome sequenced that provides us a sample size that's large enough to really validate uh, and and really tune our system to provide the best value and recommendations for for uh, our members uh, secondly uh, I think in terms of uh, in terms of providing value to, is also important for for our customers. Uh, so the people that uh, are willing to to pay to uh, to have a better idea of what products, services, or recommendations are best for you uh, is to give them that information in a format that they're that they're used to and comfortable with as well. And, and as we talk about, you know, the traditional means of, of targeting and looking at uh, uh, providing uh, recommendations in a way that they understand as well. Because they obviously don't want to uh, really have that data on their hands either because of uh, any type of uh, uh, any type of regulations and, and, and security that they, they may not be uh, compliant with. So in, in terms of... of, of of getting people interested in the value on top of that, I think the the biggest challenge is, you know, are we providing the right value? Are we providing enough value for, for potential members to upload that information and become members of our, our platform? And I think that really comes down to curiosity 
And I think there is right now there's enough people out there that have been sequenced that, that are curious enough and have already paid for their sequence to be uh, uh, done that they want to find other ways and value uh, to, to use their genetic sequence. And, and if we can do that uh, with recommendations uh, on a daily basis, I think that, I think we have a really good product on our hands. Okay, so you just mentioned that you provide daily recommendation? Yes. So what we want to be able to do is provide uh, enough different options for all of your traits that we've, uh, we're looking at, uh, to, to huh. try to provide frequency for these recommendations, uh, for you and things that you can do to, to live a, um, a more healthy life or a, a life that's more, uh, uh, catered to, to your genetic biases. Um, you're right. So we will have not just one dominant trait, but there are um, many different um, tendencies and preferences for different parts of, um, I guess, um, um, I guess activities that we 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 are involved in, and so that allows you to do, I guess, different recommendation for different types of activities or um, health conditions. Um, so that's that's really interesting. Um, I haven't thought about that. I. I tend to think that something like somebody submitted information and they get one recommendation and that's the end of the relationship. But it sounds like it's an ongoing relationship. Yes, absolutely. And, and think of it this way. You know, we're starting with around 30 or so traits that have been identified, but there are hundreds more and there are potentially thousands or 10,000 more. So that, you know, that adds up very quickly. And it's really our goal is to, to lower this barrier of understanding. And what I mean understanding it's not necessarily a scientific uh, ex- explanation of what this data means, but more in terms of what does it mean, how is this actionable, how is this useful to me, and how do I see value from this data? And, and I have full control over this data to the point with which if I'm not happy how this tra- trading is being uh, used, uh, that I can turn off that, that, that sharing and say, for example, I'm interested in uh, gluten sensitivity recommendations uh, and gluten intolerance, uh, but I'm not interested in sharing information around male, my male pattern baldness trait. I can turn that off, and 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 no no one has access to that information at all. Mm, that's great. So okay, so security is definitely a big concern for the customers and a, a product promise that you have. Um, so let, t- tell me more about that. How do you make sure that it's secure and um, people get to keep their privacy? Right. So our, our, the way that we're approaching this is from a couple different ways. And, and, and much like your financial uh, data is secure, we're, we're following uh, very similar protocols in the way that we're putting our, our platform together. The second piece is that uh, most of the things we're looking at are genetic plus environment. And if we are looking at uh, 30 da- da- different data points for that specific trait, um, it's very difficult to determine, you know, what we're not actually ever sharing raw, raw g- genomic sequence data with anybody. So uh, it's, it's, it's a combination of multiple variables um, that helps from, from uh, de-identifying the information as well. 
Mm, and then the other challenge that we uh, mentioned earlier was, um, you know, the need for a patient investor. Um, that's just my opinion. Um, but as you mentioned, and you're looking at maybe three years out um, for you to actually have the most, um, I guess, fine-tuned products out there. Um, how did you go about um, getting investors? Um, what kind of receptions have you been getting? So I, I think, you know, you are definitely right. I think there there is a little bit of patience that's required because we are looking at a marketplace that it has to be really built from both sides. We know that there is a demand for personal information as it stands today with the, uh, you know, evolution of, of social networks and the way that their business models work or the Googles of the world uh, leveraging uh, preferences and, and behaviors uh, to uh, work on their networks. But, um, you know, this is really just another way of going about it that we think is is potentially much more accurate than the data that's being used today. So we know that the demand is there. We, it, how do we get to a scale size uh, that uh, is significant uh, for a marketplace to, to truly happen? And we think it's going to take a a little bit of time, but we can actually get started today, and that's really how uh, we're approaching this. Is mm-hmm. that it's the right time to do this? And, and most of your customers um, mostly U.S. based right now. Is that what you focus on? Right now, we're focusing on the U.S. Uh, we do see that there's some opportunities for international uh, international use. Of, the, of our platform as well, um, a lot of the European Union uh, uh, countries have uh, have uh, very uh, interesting guidelines around genetic usage, and we think that we we fit well within the way that they look at data ownership, um, and and we we were very happy to see how the Supreme Court case uh, came out for uh, genetic trait uh, 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 pat patents and and how that they've really found that um, the the genome can't be patented the way that it was being before Uh, and also that um, you know with data privacy the way that that is being used uh, and acquired uh, from from a federal standpoint you know is how how does that look um, uh, for how people trust uh, their their providers and service providers uh, with their own personal data. Okay, so if there are consumers out there that are really interested in participating in your know, beta tests or providing their um, own DNA um, genome, how can they go about contacting you? Yes, we'll, we will be announcing um, our, our, our beta test uh, publicly um, with, uh, with our Twitter account uh, so that we're uh, Minome Inc., uh, S-M-I-I-N-O-M-E-I-N-C, on Twitter, uh, and you will be able to go visit uh, meinome.com, M-I-I-N-O-M-E.com, for more details when when we're ready to, to launch that beta. Wow, it's that's really exciting. So I want to wish you best of luck with your new venture, and it's been such a pleasure talking with you today. Thank you, Nancy. Thank you, Paul. I also want to thank the audience for joining us today. Please feel free to drop me a line or share your comments about the show on iTunes. You can also find previous episodes of the show on bizreinvention.com and support our program by making a contribution there. I hope you can join me again next week um, on Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific time. Enjoy the rest of your week, and thanks again. 
We hope that you've enjoyed Business Reinvention with Nancy Lynn. Please join us for another edition of our groundbreaking program next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. In the meantime, follow Nancy on Twitter at BizReinvention to keep up on the innovation trends and information about our next show. Or go to BizReinvention.com for more business insights. That's B-I-Z Reinvention.com. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.